0: You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network.
1: Hey, everybody, it's episode number 269 for April 27,
2: 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy.
1: Stick around. Different intro music for us, huh?
2: That was really pretty, but it was kind of loud. I'm not sure I could hear myself talk, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> you weren't talking during the music, talking. Well, about?
2: at the intro, but I really like the music. The music's really pretty. What's the music from?
1: From the movie we went to tonight.
2: Oh, yeah. They, for the most part, they had pretty good <coughs> music, except for the Howling Hymns.
1: We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, tonight, oh, by the way, welcome, everybody, to the taking With You podcast. I'm Rick.
2: And I'm Amy. Now and you can hear that the music's not loud. This
1: is the podcast uh, that's like a reality show, but not. <coughs> You're still coughing. Yeah,
2: I know. And I stopped coughing for a while. Um, we went to a movie tonight, and on the way home, we got... Little ice cream sundaes at McDonald's, and that was a bad move to do right before a podcast. I coughed and coughed and coughed when we got home.
1: Yes, it's very phlembotic of you. (coughs) Wait a minute. A phlebotomist is a blood taker. Yeah. So that's different. Why do
2: they... I don't know.
1: Well, anyway, we are now at episode 269. 270 next week, and then 30 more programs... And we'll be at the whopping 300 podcasts. I wonder how many people have listened to all of them.
2: I don't know, but they should get an award if they have. That's for sure, putting
1: up with our <laughs> crud.
2: I don't know. Or maybe a sympathy card.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, there you go. <coughs> but we do, we do have some listeners that have been with us from the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It would be really fun to hear from them.
2: Yeah, I know we have we have a few people that have started right at the beginning of our doom podcast and and still follow us. God bless them. Yeah. Surprised.
1: We kind of had an evolution of our podcast. It goes through different phases.
2: Well, at first, when it was we just first me. started, it was just you, and you had me guest once in a while.
1: Once in a while, great while. Yeah. I recorded like a week early.
2: mm Hmm. And took a long time editing. Do you edit anymore? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Some. I always beg you, take that out. And then you don't. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) If I think it's funny, I leave it in. Yeah. And a lot of things are funny.
2: I guess. I don't know. Me making a fool out of myself. (laughs) I guess it's funny.
1: I don't know. But it was pretty funny today, though. I have to say, today was a hilarious day once again. And then we decided to uh, take Catherine out to the movies tonight. So off we went.
2: What was so hilarious about <coughs> today? Well. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're going to say.
1: You know, our, our <laughs> couple of podcasts ago, it was Hide the Beer of the Pastors here, right? Was
2: that just last week?
1: No, it was a few just weeks ago. A couple ago weeks
2: ago, okay. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it's working really well.
1: Okay, so today we are out of beer.
2: And I've been putting them out in little containers with little notches cut in so slugs can She takes one her. drink and then pours the rest no, into No, the... I don't drink any. It smells gross.
1: Anyway. Um,
2: we buy the cheapest beer there is. <laughs> this morning,
1: I took her to the convenience store not too far from a Chevron Cause, station. Because they
2: were all out of beer for our slug And we went and bought the cheapest traps. beer
1: we could find. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the funniest part was we walk into the store and they must have gone through some management changes because it used to be, you know, just a regular convenience store when you walked in. We walked in this time and it smelled incense and there was hard rock playing really loud through the speakers. Uh-huh. And the first thing we ran into was a cardboard cutout of the Corona Girl where you could stick your face in the, in the which, cardboard cutout. Which out. you
2: made me take our pictures. <laughs> yes, I took
1: her picture, and then she took my picture as the Corona girl. <laughs> which was really hilarious. But now here's the funny the part. I'm looking everything. through the store at other stuff, and I can't find Amy, and I think, where would Amy be? And then I realized she was clear back in the back at the beer well, section I looking for beer. I can't
2: believe how many different kinds of beer there are.
1: I know. We never have drank it before, so we didn't know. I'm the only person that, I, that I've heard about the different kinds of beer – are from my friend meds
2: from England right and, and, and Aust- Australia
1: oh well no I don't yeah. think uh, I don't think that um, Stefan has taught me about beer much
2: meds is a beer guy. meds is a beer a guy ago. so
1: that was that's fun to hear from so I found out there's a lot of different kinds from him uh-huh. but I also from Al my friend Al knows of all sorts of different kinds of beers too and like different colors. well I tell
2: you and, what our slugs. They, they like love, the cheap beer. They love the cheap beer, and they're, we're not going to give them anything other than the cheap beer for them to ever try anything more expensive. But
1: No, I don't they, think slugs um, deserve But, hey, man, that's the I, way to go I out.
2: I got, like...
1: Well, there had to be like 15,
2: 20 slugs in just one container. It's
1: gross. Yeah. It's really gross. I don't even want to see the pictures. They make me gross. I out. sent,
2: I sent some pictures to you. I didn't put them on Facebook because people would throw up. But I'm serious. Like 15, 20 slugs per container. And we're
1: trying to stop them from eating our vegetables.
2: Yes, because I planted some. Because
1: we want to eat our vegetables. Mm-hmm. We don't want the slugs to eat our vegetables or fruit.
2: I planted things a little bit early, and it's been real rainy, and so the slugs are out in force.
1: Yeah, well, not, now they're part—they're outside partying right now with their fresh beer.
2: Yes, I—I I have like
1: we bought three big twenty-four ounces, and I
2: put I put forty-eight ounces out this morning in yeah. about twelve different containers. What's well, really funny garden. is you know
1: it's it's safe it's pet, pet safe, and man, are they ever like. They're happy pets.
2: (laughs) No, the way the way I the way I've done them though is I take little like cottage cheese cartons and make two notches, one on like each opposite side. Pour like like the
1: slugs go in, but they don't come out. An
2: inch of beer in there, and then I put the lid back on. So so
1: that doesn't rain it out.
2: So yeah, the rain doesn't get in there, or or the cats and dogs can't really actually drink out of it. So it makes them pets safe. It'd be like tapioca the, right now. But the slugs can climb in, and oh, it, it they I have killed so many slugs with. I'm that.
1: never gonna eat egg drop soup the same.
2: Oh, gross! Yeah, it doesn't look very appetizing, and like once a week I have to dump them all out and put fresh beer in, and it's and so I'm carrying around these big 24 ounce beers then, around the. And yard. then it
1: happens every single time. The one can she has left is sitting on the dining room table. Yeah. Right inside our front <laughs> door. And her brother comes by with, uh, my, with a couple my of My brother that kids.
2: grew up in the Baptist church and, with me. And she
1: really she runs over and grabs the beer as fast as she can and tries to hide it.
2: <laughs> I know. What? But what? then I feel so guilty, so I tell him, yeah, we're yeah, buying beer. beer now for our, our slugs. And he goes, you know what? I found some beer, and it works really good. <laughs>
1: Oh, but, anyway, it's better than slug bait.
2: Well, it's more natural than slug bait. Yeah. Well, let's Ta- not talk about this Talk anymore. about the, the convenience store. <laughs> this is the first time at, that I've ever seen this. We live in Washington State, right? Right. And it's kind of a progressive state. <laughs> yes, we do and, have a
1: progressive state. We are now legal and, to and uh, so
2: I, so have medical marijuana. Right next to the Corona Beer Lady... They have these energy drinks with cannabis in it.
1: Cannabis energy drinks?
2: And I I asked you on the way out, I've never smoked pot, but my understanding from people I know that have is it makes them really tired and lethargic and not want to do anything. I'm going, how would that make sense? Cannabis and energy in the same drink? Because that doesn't seem like it would work.
1: I don't know. But
2: it make them I don't know
1: the answer to that.
2: Mellow and hyper at the same time.
1: I don't know. <laughs>
2: oh, I just only in Washington State. Well, no. They're uh, d- the names too. on them were
1: hilarious. The energy drinks. There was Mary, you want another drink?
2: Are you joking?
1: Mary, you want another drink?
2: Are you joking? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Uh
1: huh.
2: Yeah, but and I was gonna say only in Washington, but I guess Colorado Doobie too. <laughs> it was
1: Do be delight. Do delight.
2: Yeah, and it. Whenever I'm around places that are are having incense burning, rolling
1: down your tongue.
2: Whenever I smell incense burning, I kind of make it. Kind of makes me wonder, perhaps why they're burning incense if it's to cover up a different kind of burning. Mm. I might be wrong about that, but
1: <laughs> smoke and energy drink.
2: <laughs> oh mercy! So, There's other
1: names to them too.
2: So yeah, we had an adventure some morning with beer and slugs, and I tried to get some the
1: Graham Guzzler.
2: Oh no, I don't know. So yeah, the you know one good thing about it is that it marijuana can help people.
1: <laughs> Berry Bowl.
2: That <They, laughs> that are fighting cancer or different things. There are epilepsy. There are some legitimate <coughs> medical uses. It's not just for people getting brownie high. delight. It's not just for people who want to like zone out and get high.
1: Not just for the stoners anymore.
2: But there are some legitimate medical uses for it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> so.
1: So for the, in the first. Uh, we've
2: covered beer. In the first and ten minutes, we've covered
1: we've covered <laughs> uh, alcohol and drugs.
2: Yeah. But, you know, Maybe so we
1: should talk about something else maybe, on this spiritual podcast.
2: Yeah. You know, we could talk about
1: How was the, your week?
2: The Bible says to get to be okay. drunk How was your week, God? religious girl? Um, yeah. Not be drunk with wine, but by the Holy Spirit. <sighs> so, um, you know, I actually had a pretty horrible week um this week. But you know i'm still here so we just had a girl that was in our youth group pass away unexpectedly and then my sister-in-law's mother passed away Mm -hmm. um kind of tragically also and so actually this week was really challenging emotionally for me but um you know it got better we started killing slugs and and moving on with life. Um,
1: now I have a different perspective, even though those things were very sad, and I'm not happy about them. Mm-hmm. I actually got to spend more time with you this week.
2: Yeah, I had a I actually had two weekdays off, which hardly ever, ever happens. happens. Yeah. Um, one my um, one of my clients was out of town and didn't need me to clean her office this week, so um, I had. Thursday off and I also had Tuesday off. So
1: so we tried to garden but uh,
2: the weather wasn't very cooperative. Yeah, it so rained we'll a lot, happens. but I did get some peas, radishes and carrots planted and I went to the farmers market on Wednesday on my way to work and She
1: went to the animal fair.
2: No, I got some more organic and the seed old potatoes. By the light
1: of the moon was so, combing her auburn hair. The monk he got drunk and fell on the elephant's trunk. Okay,
2: you're back on drinking again. The
1: elephant sneezed. That chew, and that was the end of the monk. The monk.
2: Okay, but well, I'm excited about this, so I need to say this. So I've been wanting to try growing sweet potatoes or yams, and I found several kinds of organic yams. So I got three of those.
1: You know that that's God's favorite veggie. Really? Why? I am what I am.
2: Uh. Okay. And then I got a couple of red potato, um, organic red potatoes, and some fingerling potatoes.
1: Vulcan potatoes.
2: And I'd already planted <coughs> some organic white potatoes and a bunch of organic yellow fin potatoes that I saved from our crop last There's year. There's
1: all sorts of colors of potatoes in so the world. So
2: we're going to have all kinds of potatoes because. I read this disgusting article that about the poisons that they spray on potatoes that you buy at the grocery store. And we're still buying them because we don't have any good organic potatoes at home. But I'm planning, I'm hoping to grow a lot of potatoes this summer.
1: All right. So
2: I'm pretty excited about that. And then, you know, I've been planting my good non-GMO seeds as much as possible. So... Mm-hmm. And been composting like crazy.
1: Yes, you have.
2: So, yeah, I'm kind of into that.
1: Yes, you are.
2: And I, st- I, I have to find, if now if I could find a really good use for morning glory and <laughs> buttercup. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we have such a big crop of buttercup and oh. morning glories. I'm constantly trying to pull out of her. I always say I have two green thumbs. I grow veg. I grow plants i want real well but i grow plants i don't want real well as well too, like what we call weeds well as well well as well
1: my joseph coat rose is starting, starting to bud blo- it's budding up now it's going to bloom pretty soon and our apple tree has blossoms this year on it
2: quite a few blossoms last this year
1: we had a windstorm yeah and only two blossoms blossom we
2: only had and we only we had, had two had apples and they weren't apples, good i tried though. one yeah, hopefully we'll have a better apple harvest. Our pear tree sure.
1: is blossoming everywhere. Should have a bunch of pears. But last time I ate a pear off our pear tree, it was pretty nasty. Yeah. What are we doing wrong?
2: I don't know. You know, that pear tree has never really produced well since we bought it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've gotten pears, but they haven't they don't taste been good. good pears. No. The only thing I can think of is if maybe I could find a recipe for green pear chutney or something. I don't know. Because they're... I think our climate isn't Maybe warm it's not warm enough. enough, yeah. I don't know. They grow really well in eastern Washington, but pears and peaches and stuff like that don't grow as well in western Washington. We just don't have the the warmth, I think. Yeah.
1: Well my week was was a little bit crazy. I was busy. Yeah. Went from nothing to busy, which is great. And,
2: and you liked it. On the days I was home because I got to, you know, spoil you a little bit. Yeah, you actually cooked
1: me food instead of me having to cook my own food. Yeah. I like that. But I worked a lot on web. I had a few websites and uh, I uh, made a new song for a client from Spain. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing a brand new thing after I've been reading this cool voiceover book Mm -hmm. on how to do better in the voiceover world. And one of the things it suggested was to have a really good website. And so... um, you're working on, and you've. I just got it done. So if everybody wants to do this a favor for me, I haven't put it out for everybody to see. Just a few people have looked at it for me, mm-hmm. but maybe our listeners would go and critique it for me. Okay. It's RickMoyer.com. Mm-hmm. One of the things the guy talks about in his book is marketing yourself and how even though it might not feel um, appropriate to brag about yourself and stuff, mm-hmm. you're putting a product out there and if that's how you make your living then you need to brand yourself kind of yeah. so i went ahead and registered rickmoyer.com and i've worked on the website all week and now you have it's just for the voiceovers and music <laughs> excuse me and what you do is you go to it and there's uh, there's like nine or ten different samples of the different things that i do each one they're called well they used to be called Demo reels back when the reel the reel tapes were around. Mm-hmm. Now they're just de- uh, they call them demo reels still or a sizzle reel, but um, I don't call them that anymore. They're just examples, audio examples. Mm-hmm. So you can go there and you can, if you would, go through and look for typos. And uh, there's a whole section on people that um, have recommended me and commented on my work. And then there's a whole section of videos you can watch and also audio that you can watch you know i mean listen to (laughs) that
2: that would be another interesting um segment to put on there if you had room is anyone that you've done work for if if they wanted to put just a little blurb about uh, you know how they liked your work that would be an awesome little section on there there is it
0: is on there dear
2: oh but do you have people that have comments on there yeah I haven't seen that, sorry. Yeah, you better look, huh? Yeah.
1: And you gave a really good suggestion on my parody reel, and I changed maybe, it all around.
2: Maybe not to have all Star Trek parodies on there.
1: I changed it all around.
2: Wow. Yeah. I did. I mean, I know you like Star Trek parodies, but...
1: In fact, I think just for fun, I'm going to play the parody reel. Okay. So here's my parody reel from the rickmoyer.com website for my voiceovers and music business. And you can hear an example of what a client would hear if they were going to think about hiring me to do...
2: To do a custom song. A custom
1: parody song. Check this out. Gandalf say, Hey boys, we gotta go on a journey. Off to Rivendale, we got us some L's to see. And Frodo say, Oh yeah, life will go on. Long after the ring, a sword is gone. Tiger's turning 50, yeah, he's turning 50, Tiger's
0: turning 50, it's for sure.
1: He used to spike the ball and slow down to simply hit
0: it. Got a message from my team, just two crazy guys from H-E-S-C. Growing fast The current program isn't going to
2: last
0: We're switching over just as fast as
1: we can Cause everybody's crazy about the Google Apps plan Buddy, you're a
0: Vulcan Make an eyebrow raising on your face Gonna be in Starfleet someday You got green on your face Pointed ears graced Spouting big statistics all over the place We will we We'll spark you.
1: Here's to all the friendship and an all-around awesome guy. That's why we had to fly. That's why we had to fly.
0: It's okay, turn on the light and look this way Big statue and crazy sound
2: There's a big cavern underground Being chased by another or an alien mother You're staying alive, staying alive See the slime dripping and the people all slipping And we're staying alive,
1: staying alive When I get older from something unknown On Gamma Hydro-4 Will you still be checking on our colony? Routine video it just to see me dead. Yeah. your neural net, and Geordi the nikar The system has been
0: overloaded, data demons are. And if we turn the hall off before the story's done, then we lose the father and the son. If
1: you were Kirk and fighting the Gorn, every week your shirt would be torn. But week after week we'd still come back for the uniform. Starfleet uniforms, Starfleet uniforms. This is how smart. This is how smart. This is how this is how this is how smart. This is how smart. This is how how smart. how smart. how smart. This is how, this is how, this is how I'm smart I'm smart cause I soar In music, sports, and arts This is how, this is how, this is how I'm smart I'm smart cause I soar In music, sports, and arts This is how, this is how, this is how I'm smart They say Anna's smart Holding back from fandom No spoilers, don't wanna be a rehash Kirky kiss some. oh no They never really say my name at all But there's tons to consider, so they call me mud. They call me Shinzong! They call me Nero. They call me Harrison. That's not my name. A Star Trek fame. That's not my name. JJ, to play. They call me God. Face the free opfo. Space Space Proteger. They call me crew. That's not my name. A Star Trek fame. That's not my name. JJ to play.
2: That's not my name. That's not my name,
1: what do you think? I
2: think that that <clears throat> is a more um wide spreading I don't know how to say that a more well rounded um example of your work besides you had like four or five you had like four or five Star Trek parodies I did on in there. there
1: still I cut um, them all down a little shorter. I don't yeah. it's really hard because to for a parody song, how are you supposed to put? You know, you want them to hear the the feel of the song, so it's kind of hard. Yeah. Oh, well. Hopefully, people that are looking for that kind of stuff will be all right with that long of a demo. I tried to do them really a lot
2: Yeah, shorter. I I thought that you were going to try to make your demos only seconds. 60 to 90 seconds. Yeah. And well, that's... I
1: did on the talking ones. Yeah. Yeah. Our dog is just snored.
2: Yeah. She's conked out on the floor between us here. <coughs> she yeah. Missed,
1: missed us tonight. <clears throat>
2: It's, it's challenging when you have a business and you're trying to work from home, but, you know, thankfully your work's picked up a little bit. One thing that I thought was the best suggestion that he had, and you've you've done this a bit before, but you, he suggested doing it a lot more, was to contact the people you've already worked for. Yeah, I got
1: a few jobs off of that just this week.
2: And, you know, and, and maybe they couple might not. A couple of hits today on that, too maybe they might not need you right this moment but he said, it's good your, to keep it
1: keep your your face and your yeah you know, especially fresh if you've
2: that. had a good working relationship with them before you know that they're good to work with yeah. um you know that that's awesome to just keep those those lines open yeah 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 so <coughs> so should we play a promo and get into our subject now? I
1: don't know which. We have so many awesome people that have promos. I don't know which one to to play.
2: Well, you can pick one <coughs> and then play some more at the end.
1: I guess I could. I. It's hard. There's just so many different ones. I don't or know. Or you could I play a
2: bunch at the I end play. and we could just get into our subject now. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I don't know. Let's see if this one will work. The radio station in Chester's Mill may have burned down, but you can still hear hits like And they're still having fun. Chester's Mill's the one. And
0: Splish splash the egg was taking a bath deep below on the faithful lake. Rub a double let's Julia Julian not Club, making this decision in haste.
1: All thanks to Under the Dome Radio. This summer, Troy and Wayne return to discuss what happened when we were blinded by the Light wrapped up in the noose as the dome it turned to white blinded by the light
0: holding on to a lever as the dome it turned to white blinded be sure to set the dial of your podcasting app to Pulling under the dome radio the and keep the propane donations flowing at
1: under the dome, dome, dome radio. radio a proud member of the noodle mix network
0: In the heart of the Midwest, a mystery is brewing.
2: I want you to explain to me why a federal agency would issue a report for a boy who died 32 years ago.
0: In the heart of a family, faith is being tested. The DNA test came back. Jacob is your son, Mr. Lex. In the heart of the listeners, questions will rise.
2: Did I die? Did we all die?
0: Noodle Mix Network, in partnership with MediaVoiceOvers.com, proudly present the one podcast that will get to the heart of what it truly means to be alive. Join Wayne Henderson and Troy Heinrichs for Resurrection Revealed. Watch ABC's Resurrection, then subscribe to get to the heart of each episode. Follow on Twitter at Resurrection Pod, and listen all season at ResurrectionRevealed.com We are the Rusted Robot
2: Podcast Lower your shields and surrender your minds. We will add your MP3 recordings and opinion on geekery to our own. We will adapt to embrace this culture. Resistance is futile.
0: It's the Borg. Captain,
2: they've adapted. Commander Adama, Cybermen, Daleks, and Cylons are fast approaching. Jump gates forming in multiple sectors and the Doctor's nowhere to be found. What are we going to do?
1: Tune into the Rusted Robot Podcast at therustedrobot.podbean.com and on the iTunes Store. Sean and Bridget Vanderloo's love for all things geekery and robots are our only hope.
0: Oh boy. Get rusted today, robots, cyborgs,
1: androids,
2: oh my rusted robot Hi, this is Jen from Anomaly For May the 4th, Angela and I will be releasing an episode on female characters in the Star Wars universe including the movies, TV shows, and EU and our hopes for the new films So make sure you download the episode May the 4th from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or visit anomalypodcast.com That's A-N-L-M-A-L-Y podcast.com And may the 4th be with you
1: Round and round, put them in the toilet, flush them down.
2: I don't think so. (laughs) I'm 12. Uh, Yeah.
1: You keep saying it, so I might as well act like it.
2: Sometimes.
1: So we have a, f- a few minutes left in our podcast because I'm not going to go much farther than this because I'm tired and I want to watch Wonder Woman.
2: But we were going to ta- have a subject.
1: Well, our subject is we're, we're going to talk about right now. Okay. <laughs> so if you've been listening to the podcast and you are going to go see Heaven is for Real, the movie, then you will want to go watch it and then listen to the podcast or this part of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: spoiler alert. I can't, let me be like Jen. She has... All, on Anomaly and all these other podcasts have awesome spoiler alerts. I was like, "Spoilers! Decloaking off the port bow." I don't have okay. anything like that. Need
2: some sirens that go off or something. Woo, woo, woo,
1: woo. I could do that. Isn't oh no, no,
2: no, no! That'll hurt my ears you. probably. Let me, let me see. <laughs> we just said spoiler alert. I think that's enough, dear. All
1: right. Okay,
2: so we um.
1: We want to talk.
2: It was like kind of a rainy, yucky day, and we've been wanting to go see this movie. And my daughter had been doing homework and had cabin fever. I've so got she, cabin fever! So she wanted to go do something, and so...
1: We went ahead and got in the car and drove A to, whole five miles. A whole five miles to the cinema. Mm-hmm. And we went and got tickets for... Heaven, Heaven is, is for, for real. real. Now you had read the book.
2: Well, technically, listened to it on my. Okay,
1: well, but you read the book. Overdrive you, app. You yes. got to read the book mm-hmm. and um,
2: every word I listened to.
1: So this, the book was by. Do you have the author's name and everything in front of you?
2: Um. It. It was Todd.
1: Todd. Um,
2: I. I might have returned it, but I can look and see if it's on my. <coughs> <coughs> well, on sure my Overdrive a... app. Well. It's,
1: We went to the movie, and um, I have to say, I didn't know what to expect because it was... You had told me a lot about the story because you had been reading. about it
2: because it was like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah, you really liked it. I have really to go it. to my history. Yeah, Heavens and basically, it's
1: it's a true story based it, on a true story. It's written
2: by Todd Burpo, and he was
1: Burpo. What a name! He was the Excuse father. Excuse me, with uh, the Burpos, please come here.
2: He was the father of Mr. The Burpo.
1: L- Phone call for you, Mr. Burpo. Okay. Pastor Burpo.
2: Actually, that might be why he told everyone to just call him Todd.
1: Probably. <laughs> Pastor Burpo,
2: just Todd. <laughs> he said, "Just Todd." Several times in the movie, Reverend so,
1: Reverend Burpo.
2: Yeah, so he is the father of the little boy that had a, a basically an out of body experience, a near death, near death experience, um, and
1: claimed as a four year old that he went to heaven. Mm-hmm. So this this movie was based on a, on the book. Was based, well, the book was a true story, uh-huh. and the movie was based on the book. It was yeah, like a screenplay. And of so, it.
2: the screenplay, I have to say, you know, they did an okay job, but they left a ton out and they re. Okay, that's really noisy. You've got lots of ice and, and gurgling your <sighs> little swallowing noises. That's enough. Okay, so. Um, they left a ton out, but that always happens, you know. In a movie? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean.
1: You only have an hour. I mean, the book itself so, takes like six, seven so hours they, a year. They,
2: they took some artistic license, so some of the actual events were a little bit condensed and, and modified, but the basis of it, the, the s- stories that the little boy told his dad, the things that he remembered from heaven, they They shortened it down because some of these things took a couple years of him just like out of the blue, saying, "Oh, I met Pops or you know the grandpa, right. or I met my sister, and she just wanted to hug me all for a long time, didn't want to mm. let me go and
1: well okay you you always jump into things <laughs> way more fast than I would, yeah. but basically the story is the the little boy, four years old, has appendicitis.
2: Which you almost died of. Right. And was rushed to the
1: hospital because he, for like, yeah, for four days, he was acting funny. Four or
2: five days.
1: (coughs) High temperature. Same thing happened to me. Mm -hmm. But they rushed him to the hospital and he has emergency surgery. And during surgery, he claims, I mean, four years old, Mm -hmm. he claims to have gone to heaven and met Jesus and of various other people and seen sights and everything like that.
2: Angels saying to him. He never claimed
1: mm-hmm. that he never died. The the clinical thing says he never died on the operating table or anything like that. But somehow some way he says that he saw heaven. Mm-hmm. So it was um it was really it was really interesting, but the way that he a four-year-old's mind works so different than ours, mm-hmm. you know, an adult. And so he did just come back and tell everybody about everything. The first time that he revealed that he had even gone was uh, his dad, who was in the chapel at the time yelling at God because he didn't want to lose his son. And the mom was in another room on the cell phone Phone calling for people to pray. Well, uh, the little boy says to the dad, well, he goes, I I looked down and saw the, the doctors working on me. And you were in the one room yelling at God and mom was on the phone calling people to pray. And the dad just kind of looked at him like, what? Because mm-hmm. obviously he wouldn't have known that. And yeah. they didn't say anything about it. So anyway, it was that's how he first realized something was going on with the kid that he didn't know. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, this is re- it was really quite a fascinating story to hear the things that the boy had experienced and seen. While um, in the movie there wasn't anything theologically incorrect as far as what we would— term as a like a new revelation of what heaven would be like at all. It was pretty pretty basic, but it's Mm -hmm. cool. It was cool sounding. Now in the book there was a lot more it was a lot more detail.
2: Tons more stuff in the book than they And
1: and some of it was a little bit questionable as far as really? I I never thought about it that way.
2: Yeah, there there are a few things, but a lot of the things that the little boy said, probably ninety five percent of the things the boy said were things that you could, you know, if you've read the Bible a lot, you could say, yeah, I remember reading that in the Bible. Right, and, right. Um, there were some things like he mentioned Jesus having a horse that was like rainbow colored. <laughs> but my favorite part of the whole story didn't totally have to do with the little boy, but it kind of did. The The dad had, had this like... Picture Bible, right? And he kept asking the boy, "What and, did Jesus look like?" And in the book, every time they went somewhere and they they went to a place, a church, where they have or a, a picture of Jesus or had, a drawing yeah, or a painting, he would say,
1: "Does that what he looks and, like?"
2: And the little boy would study, no. go, "No, don't. The hair's not right. Or the same clothes, not but right. not the not the yeah, face." Yeah, he would say things were different, and so um, over and over that happened, and. Towards the end of the movie and, um, towards the end of the book too, the dad read this story about a little girl who had um, visions of heaven. Now, the unique thing about the little girl was, unlike this little boy who grew up in a Christian home with Bible stories and, you know, stuff about God she all the time, she was raised in. A atheist household the parents didn't believe in God and they didn't have a TV so she couldn't have seen like Christian stories I don't know if they ever listened to the radio but she had no exposure to Christianity she didn't go to a Christian preschool church nothing and so at about age four, four yeah. she started having these visions of heaven and by age six was painting these amazing pictures right. of heaven, and so so she
1: painted a portrait of Jesus.
2: Yeah, and the little boy had tried to describe. it. He was little. The dad had asked him what Jesus looked like, and he, you know, he he, he said he had
1: light eyes.
2: Yeah, his eyes were kind of different colors, like blue, blue and green, bluey green. Blue and
0: green. Was, yeah. But
2: in the book, he says he had the most amazing eyes. And I remembered the historian Josephus Mm -hmm. saying that about Christ, too, that his eyes just like pierced. There was something supernatural or amazing about his eyes. And so that was what the little boy remembered was about how amazing Jesus' eyes was. And the
1: dad happens to have a picture of this portrait that the girl painted Uh of Jesus on the computer screen. And the little boy came by it, saw it from it, and then did a double take and said, "Yeah, that's him.
2: Well, in the book, the book's a little different than the movie, the way it was. And I think in the book, the dad might have been in the basement or something, and he called the boy over to look at it. Mm -hmm. And in the book, he said, okay, so what's wrong with this one? And the boy looks at it, and is just really quiet, and he goes. That's him. Nothing. That's him. That's him. Yeah. And and because they were used to p- the son saying, "Oh, that's not right. That's not right." And every picture, that de- artistic depiction they'd ever seen, but that little girl actually painted the same Jesus he saw in his vision or his. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was pretty amazing, and and it and it's interesting because the picture when i see it other than the eyes
1: i've seen that picture before
2: yeah but other than the eyes you think man that looks like a new york city cab driver or a right i mean it wasn't your typical a lot of times he's, he's pictured as a nazarene with really long right, hair right. and and this one was a little bit shorter curlier hair and real scruffy mm-hmm. full beard but not real long you know kind of some hair on his neck like it would drive me crazy. You need to shave that. I mean, like kind of scruffy, but with those piercing um otherworldly eyes, and mm. he, and she got the eyes.
1: So so the movie itself, it it could have been really cheesy. But they did such a great job. Okay, now I've seen a lot of movies and I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of Christian quote unquote movies. Yeah. But this one didn't come across that way. Even though the subject matter was spiritual, mm-hmm. it didn't. I never felt like it ever came across real super preachy. I thought it it, it had a lesson in it mm-hmm. about believing your children and and supporting one another. but it it also there was a few things about the movie that actually disturbed me. okay. And that was um, because we've been involved in church and stuff.
2: Oh, there was some church. There was politics church politics that
1: hit way too close to home.
2: Yeah, but that probably wouldn't disturb other people if they hadn't no. been involved in church as much no, as we had. No, it's just I know how they felt. Yeah, the pastor went through some issues with his his church leaders because they, they they didn't
1: want the kid's story. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a,
2: they were concerned it would it would sensationalize their church and cause a... Disruption and and I think there's one thing I loved about the this movie and the book too is that it pointed out these are normal people. These aren't like super saints that were like. There
1: there was a really funny point though, when the pastor had to he got I can't remember he was taking some time off because of the situations that were going on. And so they had people filling in uh, oh, yeah, uh, the pulpit ministry. So one guy was like the guy that uh, I've been in prison
2: prison ministry,
1: and he had a captive audience. He was boring, boring, right? And they were like ba, ba, ba. the whole congregation was like falling asleep, you know. Uh-huh. And then there was this uh, lady that was was uh, ministering that was,
2: oh, it the all the did was show her hands floating.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> But uh, we were laughing really hard and because we've seen it all. We've
2: seen it. We've seen both extremes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, you know, and I think I think one thing I liked about the movie though is that the family was portrayed
1: in a as, real light. as
2: a real. You know, they had questions. They didn't act like they knew it all.
1: Yeah, um, I thought it was really well done that way. I, I I kept waiting for it to get cheesy, and it never did.
2: I I have to say, we we had a conversation. I I was with. We ran into two other couples that we knew. One was a, a really cool Catholic couple that you've done some video work for, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the other was an evangelical couple. And we ran into them after the movie. We all watched it, and so we we talked about the movie. Now, one of the cup, one of the ladies had seen the "God Is Not Dead" movie, uh-huh. and she had some of the same reservations that I did. I thought it was a pretty good movie. For a Christian movie, but it, she said it was quite cheesy, which it was, and um, and sometimes a little bit pushy or argumentative. Mm-hmm. And both of us kind of, that turned us off a little bit. Right. Um, some people really like that. They really like, like, well, well, getting I, into people's face and yeah. arguing. I'm going, I don't think people will really want what you have if you right. make them feel stupid and degraded. Right. You right. know, so I didn't like that part. But some people thought, oh, this is so cool. Well, but it was more cheesy. But uh, if I were to recommend one to go to out of the two, if you only had the money to go to one, I would recommend Heaven is for Real.
1: Now, that's an over. interesting thing, because in Heaven is for Real, there was never a... Even though there Jesus was mentioned and it was pretty clear that that there was... I don't know. It it was it was it wasn't so over the top like Billy Graham movies. Um so the message there was no message that said look at, you need to accept Jesus into your heart in the now in, the, in the book. Uh-huh. It
2: it was a little bit more like oh, how do I explain it? It was a little bit more evangelical, I guess. But in, in God book. is not
1: dead, it's very clear. Oh, yeah. It's very evangelical. It's
2: very, this is the way. And, right. Um, one and thing, I'm not saying
1: that Jesus isn't the way. He is the way, and we believe that. One thing
2: I have to say about to about know. the book, though, is that there's one point in the book where the little boy was um, at the hospital with his dad, and there was an older man that was dying. And well, this the little, was in the, in the movie, but they didn't but say they didn't the same But they didn't do the same thing. He was, it, this is after the little boy had had his experience with heaven. And he was like, we need to make sure he knows Jesus because he has to know Jesus to get to heaven. And, you know, it was the little boy was really concerned that this guy knew Jesus, that that was really important to him.
1: Right.
2: And um, so the book was a little bit more... Um. Oh,
1: evangelical, uh,
2: evangelical. I guess, but it even that the book I would highly recommend the book even if someone isn't an, an evangelical because just the stories and the accounts that the boy said yeah, I, just amazing. You were
1: saying the book is be- a lot better.
2: Well, books are almost always better. Sure. You know, they, you, you, there's just so much more detail than. Mm-hmm. Then they can put in. an hour So, and a but half I was—I
1: really felt like watching the movie tonight. Now I know I'm, maybe I'm biased, but um, I really felt like just about anybody with their back, any background, wouldn't. There was one couple that got up and left. I—I I saw towards the end of it.
2: And and we don't even know why. We don't know why though. they got up and left. There, maybe there you know, could maybe, have been. Yeah, I don't a, know death recently in their family and it was just <laughs> I don't know I, I mean there could have been something that that triggered emotionally I don't yeah I don't know. made it hard but I there mean, was quite
1: there was actually quite a few people in the movie theater for our for our theater because usually if movies been out for that long, for a week there's not hardly anybody there anymore but um it was it I didn't feel like it was ever a time when somebody would get totally uh like oh, I don't want to hear any of this anymore and unless they yeah, were really bitter against i
2: I didn't feel like it God was really pushy but I no,
1: but it was it did it, I think it sparked a lot of wonder yeah. and I think that anybody that watches it is going to think about it later regardless of where their faith is at mm-hmm. and for, for me it, it did it was difficult for me to watch the politics part of church because I still hurt from that even years later Um and I don't like that feeling of people not believing in someone or not you know when someone says something and they really honestly believe it you know, people should give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, and in this case, it it was just it was kind of disturbing what happened. But it's politics, and that happens.
2: But he's still there. At well, least yeah, when still, they made the movie, yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah. It, so it turned out to be a way better movie than I thought it would be. It was a little slow. I'll I'll be honest. The f- I knew he had to get hurt in order to go to heaven. So, um. Or to well, have that experience. Well, I knew you because you yeah, told me. Yeah, I had told you that. But so for the first 15 minutes, I was like, when is he going to get in trouble? I forgot that he had appendicitis. So mm-hmm. I was waiting. Is he going to get an accident? Is something going to fall on him? What's going to mm-hmm. happen? You know, uh, and then yeah. and it was so it was a little bit slow at the beginning, I felt. Yeah. And then it got kind of moving. And then pretty soon it just went.
2: You know, one thing that they didn't say in the movie that was in the book that really impacted me was at one time in the book it talked about he asked the the little boy well why did jesus send you back and he said well dad he was answering your prayer Mm -hmm. and the dad was humbled humiliated he felt like why would god answer his prayer when he I seen so many people right well, no. well he
1: yelled at him yeah he
2: yelled and was like god you're taking this away from me and i have suffered and my family suffered but you're taking my son away from me and he was just mad and angry and yet even out of his anger and his resentment and his outburst he was alone in a chapel and usually pastors have to pretend that they're cool and they have all this faith and you know we've been there um <laughs> but But, you know, he was by himself, and so he kind of let it out. And he just, he let out his anger and frustration at God. And even through his anger and frustration, God heard him. And he just was like, man, I don't deserve my prayer being answered. I'm no saint. I have frustrations. I have anger. I have, you know, I lost my cool. And yet God answered my prayer and sent my son back to me. And he was really, in the book, he talked about how he felt like, man, I didn't deserve that. But, I mean, he was grateful, obviously. But, I mean, I I think that was powerful to me because I know I'm not perfect. And I know that I mess up all the time. And, you know, I think that the dad felt that same way. You know, maybe not worthy to have God answer his prayer. Right. Because he, you know, he messed up and he got angry with God and and yet God answered his prayer anyway. And and to me, I I kind of wish that, that part would have been. There's a lot of place things I wish they could have put in the movie, but you know, they had to make a screenplay and edit that whole book down to this little tiny screenplay. So, you know, but that was a point of the book that really spoke to me that you know, God has grace and he knows that we're human and loves us anyway.
1: <laughs> so uh, as we wrap things up about our okay. old conversation here on the movie. Sorry,
2: I'm really excited.
1: Right. What was, uh, I mean, would you recommend it to people or what do you? I would
2: recommend it to anyone and especially, you know, if if for people who have somebody there Already to realize,
1: have somebody where at the and movie theater? in because oh, you didn't make yourself clear I,
2: I'm just saying that I think the, this movie built my faith up more than just about anything. Another thing in the book that didn't show up in the movie was in the book, it talked about when the little boy started feeling better after his operation and healing. He resumed his naughty four-year-old behavior of, like, running out of a store towards the street. And, you know, the dad would have to reach out and grab him. And one day they found a a bunny that had gotten run over in the street. And the dad thought, oh, teachable moment. This is why we don't run into the street, son. Look at that. Bunny ran out to the street and got hit by a car. And we don't want to do that. And the little boy that bunny's dead isn't it and the dad's like yeah that bunny died cuz it ran into the street and he goes well that's okay i could go back to back to heaven then <laughs> and and the dad was like oh, wow my son loves heaven so much he can't wait to go back but the dad took a moment he goes how do i explain this to him i don't want to lose him again you know and he goes son Little boys aren't supposed to go to heaven before their daddies. It's my turn to go next. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. You're not supposed to go before me. <laughs> and so it goes, okay. Yeah. So it was a. It
1: was definitely a decent movie, and uh, yeah. again, I was surprised by. I left it much more um, optimistic than I thought I would be going to it. I don't know. So before well, we go though, I we, like
2: cheesier things. In we movie should
1: mention. Um, uh, as everybody knows that listens to this podcast that Amy and I are uh, believers in God and uh, we've received Christ into our hearts and uh, we believe what he did for us on the cross and everything. (coughs) Um, Theologically, let's talk about heaven for a moment Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot of scriptures about heaven Mm -hmm. and um, it doesn't go into super practical stuff really. Uh, but to your knowledge, what does the Bible say about heaven? I mean, the the actual scripture.
2: Well, it says <clears throat> that heaven's a place where there's no more sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about, um, oh, this is another thing in the book. <laughs> We're the, not talking about that anymore. Well, the, We're talking the, about theologically. The, I know, but the, the dad tried to trip up the son because he knew what the Bible said about heaven. All he right. goes... When you saw your grandpa or my grandpa in heaven, and when it got nighttime, did he take you to his place? And the the little boy looked at him like, "Duh, you're stupid," kind of look. There's no nighttime in heaven, and you know, and people it talks, don't wear glasses either. Yeah, because it talks about how how God and um, Jesus they're so bright. That they light up heaven, just their glory and their brightness, and and so we know there's no darkness, there's no sadness in heaven. Um, no more death. No more or death pain. or sorrow or pain. Um, you know, right there, that sounds pretty good. After sure. the last two weeks, we've lost three yeah. people that we knew pretty, you know, closely. Um, you know, it's. <laughs> There's no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain. And the definition that that the Bible says about God, that God is love. Can you imagine being in that presence of just this radiating love all the time? You know, this just unconditional, amazing love. And, you know, it does talk about angels in heaven. And some of them, boy... When we've done um, mysteries of the Bible, you could do like a whole study on all the weird angels that are <laughs> that talks about the Bible. Um, but there's angels. Sure, they'll appreciate that. Yeah, you're one of those weird angels. Well, I mean, to our mind, I think one of the things in the the movie was talking about how mind blowing heaven is—the colors and the the different variations of light, all the the we just don't have anything comparable to it.
1: Well, theologically, though, I keep using that word because um, we've all heard that song. Um, 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 the uh, there's a train coming, um, you know that. Don't need no ticket, just climb on board.
2: Is that Mylon LeFevre? No, or
1: that's I- an old blues song. Okay. But um,
2: I think maybe he covered
1: that people listening to um, the podcast today. If they wanted to get to heaven, if I mean, because the Bible is very clear that once you die, at least what we believe is says it's appointed to man once. uh, To die and then to judgment, in other words, Mm -hmm. um, um, it's you don't there's no reincarnation in what we believe, there's no second chances as far as as, you know, once you're dead, you're dead and you stand before God. Um, what is, the, what is the key then for people getting, in? what is the ticket to heaven? Because it's not something that we do, obviously, because we could never earn it.
2: You know, this is where different denominations are formed, because mm-hmm. different denominations say, you must do this, you must do that, you must do the other thing.
1: Well, forget there's, denominations for a minute. What does Jesus say?
2: There's one verse that I hold on to. That says, even those who call upon the name of the oh, so Lord. Everyone who, calls everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. It's Romans 10, 13. Will be saved. Mm-hmm. And, and some people will go, well, you have to confess God before a group. Or you have to be baptized this way or that way. Or go through membership classes or something. But, but it's it pretty says, clear. Even those who, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So... I don't understand it all, but I do know that it says by grace you are saved through faith. And faith is just believing and clinging to. And what to is you. grace? And grace is, is. getting
1: something that we don't deserve.
2: Favor that we don't deserve.
1: Right. So, And
2: the grace comes from God. And
1: that isn't from us. No, right.
2: that's a gift from God. And even. So and, really
1: all it is is simply believing in what Jesus did yeah. for us.
2: Yeah, just And that from, gets us into heaven. Yeah. And and it doesn't say you have to be perfect. It doesn't say you have to clean yourself up before you come to God. It says Jesus gave his life for you. He loved you so much. And if you believe in him and what he did for you, that he died and rose again, that if you believe in what he did for you, then you will be saved.
1: And it's interesting because I think a lot there would be a lot of people that would argue and say, well, if you don't do this, you're not saved." But you know what? The bottom line is we don't know who's going and who's not. Only God does. And I've heard it said before, and I believe this is true. We will be very surprised who's in heaven and who is not. Because a lot of people that act like they're going to go to heaven truly don't believe. But a lot of people that don't have religious or... Mm-hmm. you know spir- they don't look super spiritual or whatever will be there because they believe mm-hmm. and so it, it's not a matter of the outside it's a matter of the inside so uh, that's just something we want to throw out there
2: you know I have a um, shirt tail relative a relative of a relative that that's relative that the lady's husband hadn't gone to church Not very much, maybe once or twice a year. But he wasn't, he wouldn't describe himself as a religious person. Right. But he had Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And most of the time he was very introverted, didn't talk very much. One day he came downstairs after a nap, or maybe first thing in the morning, I'm not sure. And he started talking to his wife about somewhere he'd been. And it had been a park, and he saw my dad there and my nephew there, and a bunch of other people he started naming off. Okay. She was looking at him like, okay, these were people who already had passed away. Right. And he described what they were doing and what this beautiful park was like. And, and I, you know, she was telling me about this experience that her husband had had and i'm going like that sounds to me like he had a vision of heaven he saw my dad and my nephew passing the football back and forth and you know he wasn't a church goer are you saying
1: there'll be football in heaven
2: well there was in this vision someone had and i really i you know maybe i'm a little simple but i believe he saw heaven And it was just a few months later that he actually, you know, passed on. But I don't think, and maybe I'll get in trouble with people. I think church can be a place of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And the Bible does say, forsake not the gathering with other or the being part of other believers' lives. Mm -hmm. Assembling yourselves together. Avengers
1: assemble.
0: Um,
2: But you know, that looks different in different parts of the world. Some parts of the world it's illegal to go to church. Right. But it might be just meeting with two or three family members and praying together. But your point is But I'm just saying, you know, some people might look at me wrong where I say, you know, it's going to church doesn't save you. Right. It's the Bible says it's faith. Well, we yeah. And what what Jesus has done. Well,
1: we've heard it said that going to McDonald's doesn't make you a McNugget. No. You know, just like going to church doesn't make you a Christian. No. It's about what you believe in your heart. So and, if you believe you're I'm, a nugget in your heart, <laughs> but then just you need saying, to be dipped in sweet and sour and, sauce.
2: And going to church can help you grow in. Your relationship with God sometimes. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's not well, a bad thing, especially if not you're in a about organization organizations,
1: group. it's about God Yeah. and our heart. Yeah. So, well, anyway, very interesting discussion. If you uh, want more information, you can always email us, Rick yeah. at with you.com or Amy at with you.com. We would love to hear from you. We hope you enjoyed our little review of the movie Heaven Is For Real.
2: With the little boy named The Book. I thought that was cute. What? The little boy came up with the name of the book.
1: Heaven is for real? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Do your thing, dear. Bye, everybody. Have a great uh, rest of the week.
2: Yeah. Get a hold of us.
1: We'd love that. We already said that.
2: Okay. And so now I say, this has been a Moria Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2014. All rights
1: reserved. Very good. All right. God bless everybody. Have a great week. Let us know what you think about the movie. We'd love to hear.